Our Old Testament lesson today comes from the third chapter of Samuel, of 1 Samuel. This is the story of Samuel's call in the temple. Now the boy Samuel was serving the Lord under Eli. The Lord's word was rare at that time, and visions weren't widely known. One day, Eli, whose eyes had grown so weak he was unable to see, was lying down in his room. God's lamp hadn't gone out yet, and Samuel was lying down in the Lord's temple where God's chest was. The Lord called to Samuel. I'm here, he said. Samuel hurried to Eli and said, I'm here. You called me? I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go lie down. So he did. Again, the Lord called Samuel. So Samuel got up, went to Eli and said, I'm here. You called me? I didn't call my son, Eli replied. Go and lie down. Now Samuel didn't yet know the Lord and the Lord's word hadn't yet been revealed to him. A third time, the Lord called Samuel. He got up, went to Eli and said, I'm here. You called me? Then Eli realized that it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So Eli said to Samuel, go and lie down. If he calls to you, say, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down where he'd been. Then the Lord came and stood there, calling just as before, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel said, speak. Your servant is listening. The Lord said to Samuel, I am about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of all who hear it tingle. On that day, I will bring to pass against Eli everything I said about his household, every last bit of it. I told him that I would punish his family forever because of the wrongdoing he knew about, how his sons were cursing God, but he wouldn't stop them. Because of that, I swore about Eli's household that his family's wrongdoing will never be reconciled by sacrifice or by offering. Samuel lay there until morning, then opened the doors of the Lord's house. Samuel was afraid to tell the vision to Eli. But Eli called Samuel, saying, Samuel, my son, I'm here, Samuel said. What did he say to you, Eli asked? Don't hide anything from me. May God deal harshly with you, and worse still, if you hide from me a single word from everything he said to you. So Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. He is the Lord, Eli said. He will do as he pleases. So Samuel grew up, and the Lord was with him, not allowing any of his words to fail. All Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, knew that Samuel was trustworthy as the Lord's prophet. The Lord continued to appear at Shiloh, because the Lord revealed himself to Samuel at Shiloh through the Lord's own word. And Samuel's word went out to all Israel. Brothers and sisters, this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh Lord, let the words of my mouth and the thoughts and meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. For you, O Lord, are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Have you ever had a conversation with an inattentive listener? And if you just elbowed the person sitting next to you in the pew or the couch, I understand. When I am having a conversation with the inattentive listener, it is exhausting. 
We've talked for 45 minutes, but it feels like I haven't had the opportunity to get a word in edgewise. They aren't concerned at all about what I have to say or how I can contribute to the conversation. They just want to hear themselves talk. And if I do have something meaningful to say, it's clear they weren't listening because they were just preparing their response the entire time in their own heads. Inattentive listeners are exhausting to talk to. When I know that I'm going to be entering a conversation with the inattentive listener, I have to prepare myself ahead of time for that feeling of being drained and almost, in a sense, used. Now contrast that to the attentive listener, the person who, after you talk to them, makes you feel seen and heard. The attentive listener genuinely seeks to hear you when you talk to them. The attentive listener asks for clarification or knows when to be a silent to allow you to arrive when you need to. The attentive listener does have things to say. They just don't have to fill all of the airspace with them. Thus, their words are usually more powerful because they come from a place of genuine listening. Now, we could do a whole discussion about the importance of active listening and hearing one another. That would be wonderful. It's really important. It's just not where we're going today. Our scripture today begins by telling us that the Lord's word was rare at that time. Now, if you've been reading along with us in the Bible, we recognize the negative reality of this refrain. During the time of the judges, after Israel has moved into the promised land, but before they have established kings, Israel is in a mess. The theme of Judges was simply this. There was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in their own eyes. So the narrator begins our story today from this reality. The people were not hearing a word from God. Why was the Lord's word so rare? Well, people weren't listening. Over and over in the previous books of the Old Testament, the people of Israel repeat their covenant to God. They especially are to be committed to serving the one God, only the one God of Israel. This refrain goes on over and over. It's the first commandment, and over and over it is the point. But the people of Israel don't do it. They aren't listening. And visions were not happening. People were not having revelations from God. Ironically enough, the priest Eli is going blind. He literally doesn't have vision. Probably figuratively, too, does not have any vision. So when the boy Samuel hears a voice calling his name during the night, and he goes to Eli, all Eli can say is, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. And we can picture old Eli here being summoned like he was when his children were very little. His response is bleary-eyed and hardly awake. Just go back to sleep. Get back to your bed. The presenting problem before us is this. We need the word of the Lord. We need to hear from God what God would have us to do, how God would call us in this particular time and this particular place. But how can we hear? This story of Samuel gives us some insight into what it means to be attentive to the voice of God in our lives. First of all, Samuel is open to the word of the Lord. Samuel comes by this honestly. His mother, Hannah, struggled with barrenness. 
In desperate pleas and crying out to God at the temple, Hannah dedicated her unborn firstborn to the Lord. She trusted in the midst of her heartache and hardship, and the Lord granted her a son, Samuel. This is how the boy Samuel was at the temple, through the dedication of his mother. When Hannah presented Samuel to Eli the priest to dedicate him to the Lord, she sang the song that we read from 1 Samuel 2. This song of Hannah is in many ways the precursor to Mary's Magnificat in Luke 1. We read about how the lowly are lifted up and the one who is barren now has seven children. Hannah was open to the word of the Lord. And so we happen upon Samuel in this story. He's a boy. He slept near the altar of the Lord, a hint that he may have been closer to the Lord than the old priest Eli was. And during the night, he awakens, hearing his name called. So, of course, he goes to Eli, the only other person in the temple, the one who would call out for him. But Eli did not call Samuel. This happens two more times. And before the third calling, we learn that Samuel didn't yet know the Lord. And the Lord's word hadn't been revealed to him. Clearly, Samuel would have known about the Lord. He was in God's service day and night in the temple. Surely he knew the stories of the faith and its practices. But Samuel is about to move from knowing about the Lord to knowing the Lord. He's about to move from knowing about the Lord to knowing the Lord. In Scripture, knowing the Lord implies a personal relationship. Samuel's response throughout this entire episode is one of faithfulness. So after the third time his name is called, Eli instructs him on how to respond to the Lord. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Samuel has the posture of an attentive listener. He begins to know God because he is ready to listen to what God would say to him. And what the Lord has to tell him isn't the nice and shiny word that a new prophet would hope for. The word that Samuel is given is a ravaging word. It will require courage and fortitude to bring this first word that God has spoken. Samuel understands the weight of the word of the Lord. Samuel has just been told that Eli's family is going to be cut off from relationship with God. Eli's two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, have been priests in the family business, but they have not been respecting the sacrifices that people are bringing to them, and they have been treating their duty without respect. Can you imagine being Samuel in this position? Samuel lays back down, probably around three in the morning, and can't get back to sleep. He tosses and turns, tries to convince himself that the whole night had just been a bad dream, but deep down, he knows that it's not. For he has been waiting his entire life to hear a word from the Lord. And he knows this was it. So it doesn't matter that Samuel doesn't like the word that he receives. Samuel was open to this word and now knows what he has to do. So Eli calls Samuel in the morning and Samuel responds with the same words. I'm here. 
And Eli encourages Samuel to tell the truth of everything that the Lord told him. Finally, Eli listens to the voice of the Lord. He knows that Samuel has just delivered the truth. He is the Lord. He will do as he pleases, Eli says. The point of Samuel being called a prophet, a hearer and bringer of the Lord's word, was a big change for the people of Israel. Before this time, they had been ruled by judges in the land. These so-called judges were more like tribal chiefs who led the people with military might and strength. But Samuel is a transitional figure and a very important one. Samuel's attentiveness serves to move Israel away from military leaders who conquer into the ministry of prophets by the Lord's word. Samuel's attentiveness, starting at such a young age, was met with constant faithfulness from God. For we learn that none of Samuel's words fell to the ground. None of Samuel's words were wasted. This is a picture of how God will use Samuel and use prophets who speak God's word. Samuel is also known as trustworthy. He serves to unify the vision of the Israelite people and remind them who they are. They have been disparate and divided by tribes since arriving in the land. Samuel begins the project as a national unifier. I believe that Samuel's story is powerful and resonates with us because of the personal story personal nature of the story. God wants to know you. God has a word for you. It is not a generic word, but it is a specific one to who you are and to how God made you. This is not just a you are special portion of the sermon. It's a real reminder and confirmation that this same God who called Samuel in the middle of the night invites you to know him, to journey with him, and to bring forth his word into the world. That doesn't make you a prophet. It doesn't mean you have to be called into religious leadership like me. But God has uniquely made you and gifted you and is calling you. The question is, how are you being attentive to God? What are you doing to listen for God's voice. We aren't naturally attentive listeners for God. Even if we are regular prayers, we are typically the kind of conversation partner with God who does all the talking, who never lets the other get a word in edgewise. It's not that God isn't speaking. It's that we aren't attentive to hear God's voice. I believe that practices of silence and stillness are necessary for you to hear from God. They are essential for you to know God and to hear God's still, small voice. On Wednesdays during Lent at noon, we are engaging in a prayer practice called Lectio Divina. During these prayer times, we are quiet before God, and we hear the same short section of Scripture three times. We listen for God's voice. And it's incredible how when you listen for God's voice, sometimes you hear it. I want you to hear this today. If you aren't quiet before God, you'll never hear anything from God. If you aren't quiet before God, you'll never hear anything from God. 
So in the stillness of this space, knowing that it can feel awkward, we're going to take a moment just to breathe, a time to listen for God's voice. And I welcome you in the stillness to recognize the gift that it is, the gift of being attentive to the voice of the Lord. So I just invite you into a time of silence right here, right now. May you hear the Lord today and all of your days. And when you do, may you say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.